Hello, everybody. One, two, three, as easy as AAC. Tonight's show is a salute to the American Athletic Conference. Dame Lillard entered the transfer portal today. I wonder where he'll rank on Mike's top 300 big board. Recording live from somewhere, this is one and done. Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard that Green Screens Media train. Welcome to the one and done AAC preview show powered by DrRoto.com. I am your humble host. My name is Jay Heinrich the conductor of the aforementioned green screens media train you can find me on twitter x whatever you want to call it at dr william cannon and let's get right to el capitan himself he is the captain of the green screens media ship follow him on x follow him wherever your heart desires at mc holland 34 on x on twitter whatever the og money mike mike holland what it do baby what it do? I feel much better. Hopefully I sound much better than the last two shows. Uh, I am fully healed from whatever tackled me for the last week and a half. Uh, feeling good and uh, got the article that was promised on time uh, that just came out here. The five underrated power five teams. Like we mentioned the last show, we got four out of the five correct. They ended up making the tournament. I am now working on another betting piece because we are getting closer and closer and we are going to start uh, getting some conference betting odds. So I'll be dropping some of those uh, coming out pretty soon. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the AAC. This thing is, uh, man, this thing has turned all the way around and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. If you're not going over to drrodo.com, what are you waiting on? It's, the site is improved. It's a new look. Everything looks real sharp over there. Get over to drrodo.com and make sure you're checking out all the work that we're doing, fantasy football, college basketball, anything you want. We got it. But last in the intros, ladies and gentlemen, and first in your hearts, he is Eric the Blue. You can find him in those Twitter streets at Fantasy Nav, the Baron of Bread of Green Screens Media. That is Eric Roma. What's happening? Man, we are in the thick of it. We are in the heart of our Spotlight Conference Preview Series. If you didn't check it out last time, go back and watch our WCC preview. Gave a good 45, 50 minutes top to bottom on this, on this conference, and we're doing the exact same thing here tonight with the AAC like with that WCC we mentioned at the top, got to sit down and chat with four of their head coaches uh, for Pacific, for St. Mary's, for LMU, and of course for the last team that is missing me. And I'll say it later when it comes back to me. I'm so excited to be kicking this off. And just like some of our friends here in the comments, we got Mark Mancini. Great show, brothers. Keep it going. Happy to see you up here in these comments. Thank and you, Mark. Especially like Kalen here. Let's get it started. I need this. I need this in my veins, just like I needed to remember Pepperdine when I was talking about those co those coaches that we interviewed earlier this offseason. It's been a busy offseason. College basketball never sleeps, and that's why we're here serving it up for you on One and Done. 
Ooh, put it in my veins. I'm talking about it. it is we are getting so close. We're like 50 days out, a tip, something like that. It is happening, and there's no better place to lead up to the season to catch every single conference preview that we're doing. We've done them all. We did all the mid-majors. We're hitting our high-major conferences now, and uh, you can catch it all, all the way up until the season starts. Make sure you like and subscribe here on YouTube. Uh, hit that notification bell so you never miss anything that we're doing on YouTube. Follow all those Twitter handles that you see right there. Follow at OneAndDoneCBB on X. Also, at GetGreenScreens uh, is the GreenScreens Media account right there. Scrolling across the bottom of the screen right on cue. And, of course, we cannot start the show without a shout-out to our guy at the real Napier, our guy Chris doing some work behind the scenes, getting some tweets out, doing some stuff for us. We appreciate him as well. And he's never too far away. All right, Mike, some changes in the AAC. Why don't you tell us about them? Just some or all, because there were a ton, my friend. Uh, just a huge shakeup. So last year, this AAC had 11 schools. We are losing three of those, and uh, we are now adding six so, you know, when you do, I was told there's never math on this show, but I guess we'd be mathing tonight. Uh, yep. We are now 14 basketball schools in all six members coming in are from Conference USA. We're adding Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, Rice, UAB, and the UTSA. The three members that left all headed to the Big 12, um, as if the Big 12 needed to get any stronger. Cincinnati's there. Houston, who's, you know, they're okay. And then UCF, a pretty solid program as well. So, Yeah. Huge changes, so you know we, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about you know teams at the top and just what this thing is going to look like. Because I, I don't know, man. It's going to be a it's going to be a, a roller coaster ride to see what this thing ends up turning out to be. The UTSA is that what we're doing here? <laughs> is that what we're doing? Roadrunner alum over there, down. You know, okay, you guys. All right, all right. I guess so. All right. Last year in the AAC, obviously, like Mike said, it's a. Uh, it's a it's a lot different looking conference than it was last year, but for the sake of history here, Houston dominated the regular season crown, going 17 and one, and Memphis found a way to beat those Cougars 75 to 65 in the conference tournament championship game. So Houston got ended up still with the one seed, had a fantastic year, and Memphis got an eight seed in the tourney. Ken Palm Metrics had the AAC ranked as the eighth overall conference in terms of strength with four teams in the top 100. That is, of course, Houston and Memphis, joined by Cincinnati and UCF. All right. Now, as we always like to do, we're going to go straight to these headlines with our guy, Eric the Blue. What do we need to know going into this year about the AAC? Yeah, I mean to to put it briefly, this is this is a a conference in transition, right? You've got a ton of of schools both transitioning in and out. My head is still spinning from that quick algebra lesson that Mike gave us a moment ago. We've also got a bunch of first and second year coaches, right? So this this conference, you know, feels like it's kind of all over the place. Uh, Memphis and Coach Benny Hardaway have to feel pretty good about getting Houston off their backs, right? They kind of been running into that brick wall for you know, the least the, the last few years, but not so fast, Penny. The uh, the team coming in behind Houston is FAU fresh off of a Final Four appearance. So might not be quite as smooth sailing, but also kind of on the macro sense, 
there's some heavy hitters that are exiting the conference, UAB, Charlotte, North Texas, right? These are gone. And some of the programs that are coming in aren't quite as strong as those. So all this is to say that, you know, this this deck is is completely shuffled. And I, I think I think it's going to be a little chaotic to, to start the year as we figure out where everyone kind of seeds in. And the the second thing to note here is, you know, will will the close game percentage stick, right? This league was super tight. It, was, it had a bunch of healthy competition. They were number six in the country in close, close game percentage last year. These games were really coming down to the wire. And that was a big part of what they made the AAC so fun, right? So, you know, with, with all of this turnover, with the new programs coming in, with some of the new coaches that we talked about earlier, you know, is, is this conference going to continue to put really tight basketball games out there or are we going to see a few more uh, a few more blowouts a few more teams running away with it so you know all told I, I think there's still a lot of intrigue and a lot to be excited about with with the AAC but I mean it's it's fair to say that there's there's a lot of question marks about how this season will play out Mike you were talking in the pre-show about something that really stood out to you about this conference what was that yeah, I like to look at the roster dynamics, and man, it really jumped out to me. 11 of the 14 teams have two seniors or less. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of crazy. Um, two of the remaining three teams um, only have three seniors, and then, uh, you know, Memphis has five. So uh, there's a ton of juniors, so it's not like, you know, it's just a bunch of sophomores and freshmen in this league, but – uh, I think these juniors, man, just there's a ton of them. They're going to play a huge role in the outcome uh, of this conference, and they're some of the best players in the league as well. All the coaches nearly to a man talked about how important that experience was on their teams and acquiring it in the transfer portal or if it's just players that have grown up through your program. Um, coaches all talked about how it was important, and you just don't see that senior leadership. So – which one of these juniors will step up and lead by example? All right. Good stuff with the headlines there, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Hey, while y'all are here, and before we move on to some marquee players, make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Leave us a comment. Appreciate those two comments already. We love that interaction. We'll always shout you out. Just say hey if you don't, even if you don't have anything to just chunk it up in the chunk it up, chunk a deuce, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do in the comments. Appreciate you. Or, you know, if you're following us on Twitter, you can like the hype tweets like our guy Anthony G did. Shout out to Anthony G, one of our OG uh, watchers, our guy AG for sure. So anyways, moving on now. Thanks for hanging out with us. Let's move on to our marquee players, as it says there on the lovely banner. You're like Vanna White over here. Guard theme tonight. You know I love me some guards, Mike. You always... Remind me and everybody that I love those guards. And we are going heavy on the guards tonight in our marquee player section for the AAC. Let's start with John L. Davis from the aforementioned FAU Owls. The 6'4", 200-pound guard, averaged 13.8 points, 5.4 rebounds, one and a half steals, and an absolutely ridiculous split of 49, 36, and 86. Hard to get any more efficient than that, that elite level of efficiency. And you can see why the Owls went to the Final Four, Mike, with uh, with uh, Davis's leadership. Yeah, absolutely. I've only seen a, uh, you know some better seasons than that, and that was coming from you uh, out of Schulenburg there in high school. So uh, elite level efficiency there for, uh, for old Davis. And 
Um, this is, uh, you know, just one of the many things that makes the tournament special, right? Like nobody knew who this guy was, you know, the, the casual fan or, uh, you know, just kind of blew up and that's what makes the tournament awesome. So now he's a star in the sport. Uh, Florida with the NBA has come back now. He's a, obviously a dynamic athlete on both ends of the floor. And uh, I just think he's going to crush in this new look AAC. Uh, he is the guy for this team. And, uh, yeah, I expect him to put up another another monster stat line this year. It's going to be a lot of fun to see him now with the pressure on. Yeah, the spotlight's going to be on him, right? And no, he's not hiding from anybody anymore. Everybody's going to get uh, – he is going to get everybody's best on a night-in and night-out basis. Moving on now, right down our chart there, Javon, Javon Quinterly. If that name sounds familiar, that's because he was formerly over at Alabama. I was talking to our guy, Nate, before the show and saying how we talked a lot about Quinterly as a bargain in DFS last year. It's because he wasn't getting the 30 minutes we wanted him to get. 8.7 points, 3.6 assists, and shot that 36% from three well within the range that I'm comfortable with. Again, Eric, the stats don't jump out because of the limited minutes, but he's absolutely electric. Yeah, this is definitely one of the players that we were banging our head against the wall with in, in DFS because he would explode. You know, it seemed like he you know finally broke through and got those minutes and that usage. And then he would go back and fall into the doldrums of Alabama playing 12 guys last year, right? So ton of rotation for the Crimson Tide, that team last year. You know, when he was on the court, we saw exactly what we like to see out of him. He's a great shooter. He's a great creator. And now... He's going to absolutely go off if he's getting 30 minutes under Penny, right? There was there was some talk about him potentially, you know, testing out the NBA waters. A little bit surprising he didn't go there. You know, if if he decided not to go there, a lot of people thought he would stick home with with Alabama. But look, now coming over to Memphis, like he he's going to fit really well in this NBA style system that Penny likes to run. He's going to get a ton of usage. He's filling in the shoes for Kendrick Davis, and I think this might be one of those moves where. Look, he's you know he's he's stepping out of the SEC, you know, to to the AAC, but he's going to get all the shine in this program, and this could be the thing that could really uh, impact and elevate his draft stock come next off season. Yeah, we see if we see his best. I mean, he has a first round ceiling. I don't I don't think that that's yeah. too over the top to say. Like if we see if we see his his best. Um, I, I don't I wouldn't have an issue with someone taking him at the end of the first round, um, but we'll see how that goes in his new home for the with the Tigers and Penny. Jalen Forbes, guard from Tulane, 6'5", 185, long guy. Long, long, love his length. 18.5 points, five boards, 1.9 steals, almost two steals per. That's what happens when you get long and lanky, you get those arms out in the middle of those passing lanes, baby. 39% from three. So not only is he is he ripping you on, on the defensive end, but he's ripping down the nets from behind the arc. An absolute long-range assassin, who just like Quinterly also flirted with the with the NBA draft process, Mike, but he ended up obviously deciding to come back. Yeah, I, I love that. You shoot nearly 40% from three and then you get two steals a game. <laughs> like that's getting it done on both ends of the floor. Uh, I think him coming back, it's an excellent opportunity because now all the shine's gonna be on him this year. Um in that backcourt. Jalen Cook, you know, he was a top 10 player for us on our transfer big board. He's headed over to LSU. So now Forbes, uh, you know, just going to be tasked with even more. Um, he's got great size on the wing. He's very active. Uh, man, like talk about consistency. He's like three consecutive years of 36 minutes a game as a starter. So 
the green wave will sign up for that and, and, and maybe try to get a little bit more. And yeah, he's in for another impressive season for sure. No doubt about it. Why not? You know, come back, maybe uh, increase that stock a little bit, just like, you know, Davis Quinterly, like, why not come back and, 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 and get an even better look at it. Eric Gaines now from UAB. 6265 pound guard 11.5 points 3.4 rebounds 4.3 assists and 1.8 steals another great defender an impressive two-way guard eric that found a home after transferring in from lsu a year ago yeah look eric Gaines and this uab team this was part of the reason why we were so torn with this conference usa tournament last year right you know we were we, you know we were going to see some of our favorite mid-major guys uh, you know, make their way in, whether it was FAU or Eric Gaines and Jelly Walker on this UAB side. Obviously, the Owls made it in and made a pretty historic run. So, you know, we weren't we weren't able to see the full potential of what Gaines can be running alongside Jelly Walker. But look, now now Jelly Walker's out the door, and and that that's all the more opportunity for Eric Gaines, right? He's going to shoulder an absolutely massive load on both ends of the floor. You know, his his shot selection can probably use to, to you know, tighten up a little bit. He can work on its efficiency. But, look, if, if he does that, like, he's definitely in the conference player of the year conversation. And, you know, pound for pound, there, there might not be a tougher, kind of more gritty player that's going to be out there on the court this year. So super excited to see what Gaines can do with the additional opportunity. Wrapping up our marquee player segment, Zarek Phelps, guard from SMU. Oh, what is he? Oh, six foot three. Very nice, Sir Phelps. There, seventeen point five points, three point seven rebounds, three point two assists, two point three steals. Count, 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 count those counting stats. Absolutely stuffed the stat sheet in the sophomore year, Mike. Yeah, uh, the guy can score, and he's a tenacious defender. Uh, we'd like to see him pick up his efficiency as well. He stashed a thirty nine, thirty one, sixty one. So definitely could use some improvement there. That probably leads to some more Ws. Turnovers are a little bit of a problem, um, but he was playing on the ball a lot. I don't know if that's really, you know, his natural thing. So, you know, coming into this year, it looks like they're going to probably try to play him more off the ball. And, uh, yeah, I mean, major minutes and major usage. Uh, the game should hopefully slow down for him um, since he got those last year and, and should be, more, you know, more well-equipped to kind of handle the, you know, the day-to-day grind. So, you know, the efficiency goes up, and SMU is, is going to be, uh, you know, really, really, uh, really lucky to have this kid on their squad. No doubt about it. Our marquee players, John L. Davis, Javon Quinterly, Jalen Forbes, Eric Gaines, and Zarek Phelps. All guards, of course. Of course it's all guards. Of course. We talk about it being the land of the big man, and then all we we talk about on these preview shows are the guards, which is great because I dig it. Like, I'm all in on that. But, you know, we can say it's the land of the, you know, the land of the big man right now, but there's so much good guard play going on in college basketball for sure. All right, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, Leave us a comment, shout us out, say what's up, whatever. Drop something in the comments right now, the live chat, or if you're watching afterwards, leave us a comment just to say, hey, we appreciate you being here for us, doing your part in that Green Screens Media universe. All right, time for some X Factors. No, not the Lauren Hill song off the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Not X (laughs) Although that's probably, I gotta tell you, it's probably in my top 10 Albums of all time for me personally. That's that's like, that's a uh, yeah. Shout out to Lauren Hill. What's up? What about uh, what about Take Care by Drake? <laughs> okay, now that's not. We're not. Don't you put those two on the same 
in the same breath. I Let's move on. <laughs> first of all, all right, okay, all right. X Factors, AC X Factors, starting with Elijah Martin again, FAU. You know the Owls here, a key piece of that Final Four run. Mister Consistency, the 6'2", 210-pound guard. 13.4 points, 5.3 rebounds, and a steal per game, all while shooting a respectable 37% from three, Mike. Yeah, uh, Mr. Consistent is right, Jay. I mean, he almost put up an identical year-over-year <laughs> stat line, and now he's entering his senior year. And, look, he really takes care of the ball. He plays tough, tough defense. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to put up, like, monster numbers um, due to this big rotation that Coach Maid likes to play and how much usage, you know, John L. Davis gets. But he's definitely that second horse, and uh, he's really going to have to come through for them if they're going to have any chance at making this run, which I think we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, once we get to a, a rapid-fire section we're going to do. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> hey, um, you know, y'all remember who was it, Chris Davis for the, for the A's that hit, like, <laughs> 47 for four years in a row like that is mr consistency for sure but 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 martin is, is dang near close to that with his stat line uh two consecutive years all right jordan brown oh a center a big man yes let's Ooh. go 6 11 225 transferring in from louisiana 19.3 points 8.6 boards and 1.2 blocks last season a former five-star mcdonald's all-american well-traveled i would say Looking to put a bow on a somewhat roller coaster career there, Eric. Yeah, look, that's that's the story with Jordan Brown, right? It's 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 somewhat unique. He he started his college career at Nevada, didn't play a whole lot. Then he went to Arizona. He got a little bit of run, showed a little bit of potential, at least showed enough potential for Louisiana, the, the Raging Cajuns, to give him full complement of minutes, and he put up pretty dominant numbers over the last two seasons. So you, you mentioned we, we got a we got a traditional big man here. Our guy's beefy, 6'11", 225, big-time low, low post presence. He can absolutely get down there and bang. And he he gives Memphis, Memphis an option that, you know, frankly, they, they didn't have last year, right? So, you know, obviously we talked about Quinterly earlier, but Brown comes in as a real nice compliment and, and gives, gives Penny a lot of versatility. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, it's an absolute – piece of the puzzle that was not present at all for the Tigers last season. And and Brown definitely brings that. Another Tiger, Caleb Mills now, Mike, a 6'5", 180-pound guard, averaged 13 points, 3.4 assists, 1.3 steals, and shot 84% from the charity stripe. Another uh, great get for Penny and the Tigers, as Mills was a very productive player in the ACC. Oh man, I, I love this kid, man. And it started, it all started a few years ago when uh, he was on that Houston roster with all those guards that we've talked about the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, decided to get out of there, headed over to Florida State, didn't really quite work out there. Um, but I think he's found a good place here with Penny playing next to Quinterly. I think they're a real nice compliment to each other. He's a very tough nose defender, he can play on and off the ball, he's a great shooter. I am so excited, and I think this is kind of being, I don't kind of overlooked across the country at this pairing. Um, I think they just complement each other very, very well. So, uh, really looking forward to seeing these two guys play together. Quinterly Brown Mills, we're going to hear those names a lot um, <laughs> as the season goes on for sure. Kevin Cross, 
for Tulane, again, another Tulane player, uh, 6'8", 240 pounds, 14.8 points, 6.7 rebounds, and 4.2 assists. Nice all-around player there. It's totally kind of, it's kind of been unlocked in this, in the small ball five role that he's been playing there for Tulane, almost like a Draymond type. Just a real dangerous weapon there, Eric. Yeah, super dangerous, like real versatile guy. You know, all all told, you, you mentioned the Draymond comp. He, he he takes a bit more of a beating on the defensive end than than Draymond did, but his his versatility on the other side of the court is is something special, right? Like you can absolutely run his, your offense through him. He he's never shot better than twenty nine percent from from three, but overall he's he's still a pretty good shooter, right? Like seventy eight percent from from the charity stripe is pretty solid out of you know one of these stretch five types of guys. And if nothing else, kind of like we talked about with uh, with with Forbes, right? Just high motor guy, going to give you everything you got. And now, you know, Tulane. I mean, there are a lot of teams that you can say this about in this conference, but you know, they're going to trot out one of the best one-two punches in the conference with with Cross and Forbes. So it's it's going to be really fun to see how all these duos kind of jockey for position over the course of the season. You gotta have players like that on your roster, and you just also happen to get 15 points a game out of this one, right? Like you've got to have those guys that are Chevy. giving you everything and getting the floor burns and doing things like that. Like uh, cross checks off that box. Last but not least, here are a our AAC X factors. Easy for me to say. Max Fiedler on the roof, the center from Rice, six eleven, two thirty five. Two centers. We see. We're talking actual, like legit <laughs> big men, guy. This is not. These are not like oh, six cool. eight forwards <laughs> that are like just two hundred eighty pounds. These are six eleven centers here. Um, all right, eleven point one points, seven point six boards, five dimes, one point one blocks. Ooh, he's got that point guard vision, Mike. <laughs> Definitely does, man. And I didn't look this up, but I don't know how often a player has ever shot 70% from the field and averaged more than five or average five assists or more in a game. I don't, I don't know if it's ever been done, but uh, I'm sure there's some stats out there. So that just tells you how unique of a player this guy is. I think he could have gone anywhere this off season. Uh, you know, he doesn't really shoot the three ball, but I mean, do you really have to, when you can kind of create that type of offense? Um, so, Hey, like, you know, just because he doesn't give you the three ball, uh, it's still still fun to watch. Uh, if you haven't watched him play, you guys got to definitely check him out. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, you know let's roll out of these X factors here and, and let's get into a uh, let's get into a, a rapid fire segment. What do we think here? X factors: Elijah Martin, Jordan Brown, Caleb Mills, Kevin Cross, and Max Fiedler. Definitely some talent to watch here. In the AAC, was X factors for their respective teams, and as Mike said, it's time for a little boo, 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 a rapid fire segment. I think we got it. Everybody loves some good old rap. Oh, yeah, do, do. yeah, do, do. I had to get my had to get my Mark Madsen dance in there. No doubt about it. Every time we get that, it's rapid fire, boys and girls. Give us a dunk. Rapid fire. Hold on here. Let me. Which which way are we going here? Hold on. Let me. I got notifications oh, coming in on the thing. Here we go. Oh yeah, it's just throw it up. Go ahead. Ready? Throw it up. 
Wait, no, wrong way. Uh, there we go. Back on, back up in the there sky. All right, close enough. All right, rapid fire. Here we go. Let's hope that this segment is uh, quicker oh, than this hey, intro. Jay, before right. we do that, before we do that, man, we got another comment back from Kaylin. Uh, oh, Kaylin's back. Let's see what well, we got. Appreciate y'all in- indoctrinating. I almost said introducing me into the new look AAC. I'm more of a Big East guy. So are we. Actually, we're yeah. all, all fans of all conferences. I uh, can't wait for that preview, mm. but I want to pay more attention to the conference, the old Big East birth. Well, appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we put a lot of time. If you haven't watched, we put out a ton of videos. We do, we do DFS content. We do betting. We do it all. We don't really sleep. We cover the entire transfer portal. <laughs> which gonna be used. I, just, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Thanks yeah. for telling us. Glad you can get familiar with the AAC. Glad you found your way to us. And make sure that you're subscribed here because we're definitely going to be breaking down the Big East before long. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. All right, rapid fire. Pew, 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 pew. I'm going to – let's go in here. There's the, gra- there's the graphic right there going across the screen. <laughs> with Houston gone. Here we go. Number one, with Houston gone, this conference is Memphis, Florida Atlantic, and then everybody else. Mike? Uh, I think that's where I'm at. Uh, like – Someone could probably steal in the the conference tournament. I I just don't see enough firepower for to challenge these two. So for me, it's Memphis and Florida Atlantic. Eric, how are you feeling about that? I mean those those are the two chalk picks. But I I gotta <laughs> I gotta tip the cap to to Tulane, right? Like talked about the duo Forbes and Cross already. I, I think I think this can be a very competitive squad. So might not might not start as high as those two, but Tulane's right there up right up there with them. All right, all right. I agree with that. I was thinking that earlier. I didn't know if we were gonna if how you were gonna feel about this one, Eric, but Tulane, I do think, is definitely gonna gonna have a say in this. Even with the new con- no, rapid fire number two. Here we go. Even in a new conference, FAU can duplicate the magic with everyone back. I am saying that. Mike, how are you feeling about that statement? I don't know, man. It's pretty difficult to make back-to-back Final Fours, and the way the Owls did it was even more difficult. I mean, you're a nine seed. You need a you need a timeout that wasn't granted uh, against Memphis, um, and then you need the number one seed to fall, right? Like Purdue gets beat by FDU. You beat a Tennessee team that we joke about all the time that plays, you know, zero offense. So, <laughs> I mean, I get that. Like, everyone's back. Everyone's banging the drum. I, unless they pull like a three seed, um, they get an easier path. I, I just don't see it in any universe. Eric, what, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, right? Like Dusty May is obviously a, a fantastic coach. I mean, the, the odds of any program going to back to back Final Four is, you know, super slim. And, and that that's the case for FAU. And also, like you mentioned with them getting a nine seed last year, the, the conference that they, they earned that nine seed through, Conference USA, was uh, arguably more difficult, tougher than the one that they're going to be in this year. So if they are the representative out of the AAC, they might not even end up with a single-digit seed, and that's just a difficult path for them. No doubt about it. Rapid fire number three. Does Memphis have the upside to be elite, Mike? Uh, I'll say yeah. Um, I, I I really like this roster. I was gushing about Quinterly and Mills earlier. Um, you have Brown. We didn't even talk about Jaquan Walton, a really good player that transferred in. He's got length and shooting ability. Nick Jordan, he's a nice backup big. Jonathan Pierre, he's a really nice prospect for the D2 level. I mean, they have enough pieces, I, I think, to be elite, Eric. Are you, are you in lockstep with me on this one too, or what's what's going on? Man, I'm, I'm not sure, right? Like they, they brought in uh, St. John's transfer 
David Jones, right? Like, and unless him or, you know, maybe someone like DeAndre Williams gets a waiver to play for this year, I, I think they're, they're probably just one notch below, right? So, you know, still, still a top 25 kind of roster with, with the, the talent they've assembled. I just don't know if they're, if they're necessarily in that upper crust. Mike, who is, oh, no, actually, let me go to Eric first. Eric, who is your favorite transfer that no one's talking about? Ooh, um, I'll go with uh, with Harlan Beverly coming in from Miami. He's heading to Wichita State. He was part of that more guards than Shawshank team. 6'5", just, you know, nice offensive game. Didn't get a whole lot of run in the last two years because of those, uh, you know, the, that, that deep guard rotation that Miami has. So, He's a guy that is clearly looking for his opportunity, and I, I think Wichita State's going to give it to him. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, man, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'll go with Kobe Williams from Tulsa. Um, I think he's interesting. You know, Average almost, what, 20 points per game. Um, very good defensively. Uh, Tulsa, they struggled to score. Like Now you get a score first point guard. Uh so yeah, I would say Kobe Williams is a, is is my pick here. Eric, coming to you first again. Who is a team that might not have the upside to win the league, but nobody is going to look forward to seeing them on the schedule? I mean, look, I'll I'll spin off my my Harlan Beverly pick and and go back to Wichita State. Right, we've got new head coach Paul Mills. He comes in after a pretty impressive run at Oral Roberts. Uh, a couple of down tra- transfers coming in. You've got Cortez coming in from Oklahoma. You've got Gray coming in from, from Missouri. Big man, Jacob Jeremy, super solid player from UTSA. Gives them good size, right? I just, you know, li- like you said, I, I don't think they're going to be at the top of the conference, but I, I don't think anyone's going to want to see them. Uh, Mike, are you with me on Wichita State, or are you looking at someone else? Um, kind of scrolling over some of these rosters. I think I think North Texas is still interesting. Um, you know, we saw Grant McCaslin. He headed out to Texas Tech. Uh, so I don't think they're going to be anywhere near, you know, uh, last year's version. Uh, you do have a longtime assistant for McCaslin uh, taking over. So, uh, yeah, I mean, could, could he, you know, get, get some more magic going here potentially? I mean, Ruben Jones, he's a really good defender. You got some down transfers, Rondell Walker, uh, Robert Allen, CJ Nolan. So that's a power five talent coming in. I just don't know what it's going to look like. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I could see North Texas. Eric, coming to you again here. Favorite player to burst onto the scene this year in the AAC? Ooh, uh, I'll go with Bobby Pettiford at ECU. Uh, he transferred in from Kansas, right? So you know that he's got that pedigree if he was on the Jayhawk roster. And he's he's a guy that, you know, showed us a, a couple of flashes in limited spurts. You know, ECU overall is going to be solid. And Pettiford's someone that's, you know, been been waiting to get these minutes. So, you know, usually when you see these high pedigree guys, you know, finally get their opportunity. They, they they have a they have an opportunity to make the most of it. So I'll I'll go with Pettiford. Mike, any uh, any off the radar guys that are catching your attention? Uh, Jordan Riley from Temple. He's uh, he's coming in from Georgetown, and we know that uh, <laughs> that Georgetown uh, mess last year. So uh, not gonna not gonna hold it against him. Um, but I think he gets a chance to get his game going. I, I think it's a really solid backcourt that's gonna really help him unlock it here. So. Uh, you know, with Miller and White joining him, it feels like Riley uh, could be in to, to pop off. So that'll be fun to watch for sure. Team with the best chance 
to surprise some folks. I think everybody's going to know how the top tier of our conference is going to look. I don't think there's really uh, any debating that. But, um, Eric, for you, what team has the best chance to surprise some folks? Maybe maybe not by the end of the season, but midseason, a team that, that we'll be talking about uh, that came out of nowhere in this conference. Ooh, uh, I'll go with South Florida. Uh, the, the question for them is, are they in a rebuild or are they officially rebuilt, right? We've got new head coach, Amir Abdur-Rahim. Rahim, excuse me, he's done a great job making this team better. Coming over from Kennesaw State, that was a team that, you know, we we really liked the direction he had that program heading in. And he, he brought three players with him, right, in, including his super clutch guard, Chris Youngblood. So, you know, him, uh, Josh Placer, another guy that, is transferring in from North Florida. It just it feels like there there there's a, a big influx of both talent and leadership with this team. You know, hopefully they can they can piece it all together in in this first season. Mike, what about you? Uh, South Florida, another team, maybe. Um, I like South Florida a lot, but I like Temple. Um, just kind of talked about them, like the backcourt. I also like Steve Settle. Like he comes in from Howard. And he's a guy that averaged, you know, 11 points, six boards, can give you a block and a seal a game. I, I think new head coach Adam Fisher, I think he did a really good job, um, you know, keeping some of the talented players and, and assembling some more talent. Uh, so for me, I think it packs a punch, uh, you know, for this Owl team that might not like jump off the page when you, you initially look at it. But, yeah, we could be talking uh, about them in, in the midseason for sure. Last one here in the rapid fire segments. Mike, going to come back to you first this time. The team in most need of the ball to just take a little bit of a bounce their way this season. Oh, uh, I think that's a nice way of saying uh, maybe has some struggles there. I'll go with Charlotte. Um, the ball bounced their way a lot last year, but they were super talented. Uh, they won the CBI tournament. I'm just a little worried. I'm looking at this roster you know, new head coach, uh, you know, Aaron Fernie. Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough for them to be real competitive. So they're going to need a few, few nice bounces here for that to, to go right for sure. Eric, what's uh, what say you, man? Oh, man, this this one hurts my my heart. We've got some proud Roadrunner alum on the one and done show. And I'm, I got to go with UTSA, right? Like, this, this is just overall a tough spot for for the birds right like lost their entire core in the portal you know just just a lot of unknowns with you know what this this upcoming season is gonna be and look some somebody's gonna have to finish last in this in this conference and I'm, I'm not saying that's necessarily a, a lock for UTSA but they're they're definitely on the short list of, of candidates to finish down there Unlike their football team, I went and saw them play Texas State down at the Alamo Dome a couple of weeks ago. So that place is hopping. UTSA, I mean, when you've got – they've got some rabid fans down there, so hopefully they can play some good basketball and get the fans hyped up there uh, down in San Antonio as well. All right. Make sure at this point, rapid fire, boom, nailed it. Got all the way through it. If you've gotten this far, especially if you've gotten this far, thanks for hanging out with us on the one and done show make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons show us some love do your part in that green screens media universe tell the hoop heads in your life about your broskies and basketball here on the screen 
Jay, I got a question for you, man. I'm going to ask you the first question, man. Memphis or FAU? What do you got? Memphis. It's Penny, man. Um, I can't. This is Penny's (laughs) conference to lose. Okay. I am IMO. This is is Penny's conference to lose. And, of course, Memphis will be at the uh, opening tier, the top tier of our tiers. But make sure you like and subscribe. Leave us a comment like uh, Kaylin and uh, Kaylin and Mark did, of course. Thank you guys for doing that. Appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Do not miss anything we are doing coming up. All the all the high major conferences are still to come, and all the mid majors and the West Coast conference that we recently did as well um, are up on the YouTube page. So make sure you check those out and catch on up with your boys. All right. Wouldn't be a one-and-done conference preview show. You know this. Would not be a one-and-done conference preview show, baby, without the tears. And no, not the tears that UTSA fans will probably end up crying at the end of this season. These are the tears. And, of course, because it is the American Athletic Conference salute, we're going to go Olympic-themed here. Go a little patriotic and think Olympic. So the easy way to go there was gold, silver, bronze for our tears. Why don't we start at the bottom this time, gents, and start with the bronze medal tier, Charlotte, Tulsa, and UTSA, as we talked about before. Any of these teams, can can any – I know the, the silver tier is crowded, but can any of them force their way up this up this chart this season? Yeah, I like Tulsa. Um, Kobe Williams, nice player. Uh, I They have more talent than Charlotte and UTSA for sure, so – um, I think Tulsa could maybe slide up there and, uh, yeah, maybe maybe make a little bit of noise and, and pull someone down. So, uh, But who's in that silver tier, Jay? Yeah, East Carolina, North Texas, Rice, SMU, South Florida, Temple, UAB, and those Wichita State Shockers, Eric. What about that second tier there uh, tickles your fancy? Yeah, look, it's a it's a super crowded tier, right? This is kind of the 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 wide middle class of this conference. For for me, I'm I'm gonna go with with UAB, right? Like we we talked about Gaines earlier. You know, he he has some big shoes to fill now that Jelly Walker is is off the court for the Blazers. But I I think he's the type of player that that can really rise to the occasion. So you know, they're they're kind of they're kind of you know right there in in the in the middle of the pack in this conference, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see them really pushing for either the top of this tier, or maybe sneaking their way up into that gold tier. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Andy Kennedy's doing good work over there. All right. I'm going to take the gold tier here up at the tippy top of this conference, Florida Atlantic Memphis and Tulane. Of course, that green wave just trickling its way into that top tier. Oh, yeah, gonna slide on in and attack you with the water pressure. Yeah, I'm loving it, boys. But no, this is honestly, this is probably, probably for me, this is Memphis's conference to lose. But FAU's not gonna make it easy, and and Tulane will definitely be one of those teams, and not anybody wants to play on a night in and night out basis, even if they're not winning this conference, that's going to be like, okay, looking at the conference tournament bracket and okay, did, did, did Tulane end up on our side? Do we got to beat them to then get to the title game? That sort of thing. Um, we'll see Absolutely. how it goes, but, but this is going to be a fun conference for sure. Top to bottom, Florida Atlantic, Memphis and Tulane in the top tier. 
Silver Tier, East Carolina, North Texas, Rice, SMU, South Florida, Temple, UAB, and Wichita State. And down in the bronze tier, Charlotte, Tulsa, and UTSA. Meet me, those road runners. It's still Rounding it out for us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, who else is doing 44 minutes on the AAC? One and done is that's who. And we appreciate you finding us and sticking around with us all the way through this and all the way through our conference previews leading up to the season, like 50-something, maybe 40. I don't even know. We're so close. And next up, on deck, you like baseball? We're on deck. The Mountain West is coming up next, baby. So you're going to want to be around for that. Let me start off with Eric the Blue. Final thoughts on the AAC. Man, I'll go right back to, to where we started, right? Like a couple of clear teams up, up top in this conference, but – you know, all told, there's there's so much turnover that this this one feels like it's going to be a little chaotic. It's probably going to be pretty wide open, right? Like a lot of shuffling over the course of the start, the middle, and the end of the season. So definitely tons of reason to tune into the AAC. Also want to know from you guys, appreciate everyone checking in on in the comments tonight. Let us know what you think about these teams. Let us know what you think about these tiers that we laid out. Do you think that we gave everyone their flowers? Do you think we disrespected anyone? Want to know what you guys think about this upcoming AAC basketball season? We would never. <laughs> we would never. I mean, maybe a little. Mike, <laughs> Mike, let's finish it out, bud. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how the conference overall with the turnover, if it's going mm -hmm. to maintain a top, you know, top eight to ten type, uh, you know, status, right, um, with the metrics and Ken Palm or you know, is it is it going to slide down that that middle tier? Um, I, I could see a world where you know Memphis, Tulane, um, and FAU they they really dominate the league, and now you got some guys in that middle tier that are, you know, falling down to that that you know that bottom tier. So, I think that's the thing I'm going to pay the most attention to. Also, I'm going to pay attention to who's going to break out. You know, who who are the guys that we're not paying attention to that are really going to uh, you know jump out and and really change the landscape. So. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking for, man. But it's going to be a fun one because, uh, you know, outside of maybe the top couple of teams, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen here? Who knows? I mean, this is this is pending. For me, this is Memphis's conference. I'm sorry. It's, it is what it is. But, uh, oh, I, I mean, you, you can whistle. You Hot can take. clap. Not even. Can, I mean. work on your chair. You can do it. <laughs> But uh, but for me, that's what it is. So, all right, uh, all right. So Jay's on Memphis. Eric, who are you picking between Memphis and FAU? Man, I'll um, I'll I'll go with FAU. Right, like it is so incredibly difficult to to make a Final Four and then to keep pretty much your entire yeah. team intact, to keep your coach intact. Right, like <laughs> Dusty but, Dusty March. Dusty, we sleep in May oh. was just was just fending off all of these offers yeah, and like like they they are on a mission, right? So yeah. like when when a when a team has that level of cohesion, when they're all bought in, we have that experience in the system. Like these are the things that coaches have told us throughout the offseason matter a ton. So I'll I'll go that direction as opposed to a super talented but 
recently put together Memphis team. Yeah, and I, I don't think we quite know what Memphis is going to look like. Like, do DeAndre Williams going to get his like fifteenth year of college um, and be like you know twenty eight <laughs> or twenty nine years old? Right, is y'all's guy David Jones? Is he going to be on the floor just chucking threes for Penny? Come and on, Hey, I'm saying, come on, game. Game. Like, I'm saying, we don't know, hey, but one of these no, days he's gonna hit. I need, I need a little penny, okay? I need a little penny talking to to Penny Hardaway. I need a little penny. Hey, hey, you else was talking, Jay? Is Kalen dropping us one last comment before we get out of here? Ooh, you up? guys considered the AAC a high major league after all this attrition? That that is kind of what we're talking about here. And, question, yeah, yeah. To me, that's what we're gonna find out this year. And I don't know that AAC fans and members are going to like the answer uh, by midseason. But, but the strength at the very top. I mean, you know, Penny and FAU. Like those are those are two heavy hitters. Um, so I'll break the tie between y'all and I'll say Memphis just because. Uh, you know, just because. Oh, let's you know. go. I think there's just too much talent. That backcourt is going to be fun, but uh, yeah, yeah, looking looking forward to it's it, guys. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, Kalen, thanks for thanks for that comment here to wrap up the show. Thanks to Mark also, and thanks for all of you for hanging out with us. I am the conductor. He is the captain. <laughs> He's the Baron of Green Screens Media. Uh, at the real Napier, our guy Chris behind the scenes. Thanks for hanging out with us. Mountain West next on tap. Make sure you got those notification bells on. Don't miss anything we're doing. Have a nice day. Let's get this bread, baby. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.